Chapter thirty three of England, Canada, and the Great War. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. England, Canada, and the Great War by Louis Georges Desjardins. Chapter thirty three A Case for True Statesmanship. Whatever the true and the false friends of peace may hope and say, it is perfectly useless to close our eyes to the glaring fact that its restoration can only be the result of military effort combined with the highest practical statesmanship. After all what has happened, and the oft-repeated declaration of the rulers of the belligerent nations, it would be a complete loss of a very valuable time to indulge any longer in the expression of views all acknowledge in principle, but which no one, however well disposed he may be, is actually able to traduce in practical form. When writing my French book, in the fall of 1916, reviewing the situation as it had so far developed, I said, quote, All are most anxious for peace however it is infinitely better to look at matters such as they are it is evident that the military situation does not offer the least hope that the war can be immediately brought to an end successes have been achieved on both sides but nothing decisive has yet happened the armies are facing one another in defiant attitude the belligerent nations on both sides have yet and for a long time great resources in manpower and money if germany which should first give up the fight in acknowledging her crime is obdurate to final exhaustion, how can it be possibly expected that the Allies who were forced to fight will submit to the humiliation and shame of soliciting from their cruel enemy a peace the conditions of which, they know, would be utterly unacceptable? Consequently, they must with an indomitable courage and an invincible perseverance go on struggling to solve, for a long time, the redoubtable problem to which they are pledged, in honour bound, to give the only settlement which can reassure the world." I am still and absolutely of the same opinion. The present military situation has certainly much improved in favour of the Allies since 1916. However, looking at the question first from the standpoint of the developing military operations, there is no actual, and there will not be any for many months yet, more or less, practical possibility of a satisfactory peace settlement. Secondly, looking at the question from the standpoint of true statesmanship, it is very easy to draw the inexorable conclusion that, again, there is not actually the least chance of an immediate restoration of peace. Statesmen, responsible not only for the future of their respective countries, but actually for that of the whole world, are not to be supposed liable to be carried away by a hasty desire to put an end to the war and to their own arduous task in carrying it to the only possible solution, a just and durable peace. A broad and certain fact, staring every one, is that the Berlin government will not accept the only settlement to which the Allies can possibly agree, as long as her armies occupy French and Belgian territories. If Mr. Bourassa and his pacifist friends, or dupes, have really entertained a faint hope to the contrary, they were utterly mistaken. Present military events, however proportionately enlarged by the increased resources, in manpower and money, of the belligerents, are not without many appropriate precedents. History is always repeating itself, Great powers, having risked their all in a drawn battle, do not give in as long as they can stand the strain, considering the importance of the interests they have at stake. For the same reason above stated, but reversed, the Allies will not negotiate for peace before they have thrown the German armies out of French and Belgian soil, and repulsed them over Teutonic territory. I do not mean to say that peace must necessarily be proclaimed either from Berlin or from Paris but it will only be signed as the inevitable result of a final triumphant march on the way either to Berlin or to Paris. There is no possible escape from the alternative. 
In such matters there is no halfway station. End of chapter 33